Yo, what's goody, what's goody, Latrell in the hoodie. Yo, it's your boy Glenn, aka Snoopy. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. And welcome to another episode of the Brother Next Door podcast where we talk about finance, personal development, and skills to get you further. I ran out of breath. <laughs> Just save another. Save another. He ran out of breath, y'all. No, I didn't. Latrell in the future, he ran out of breath. Welcome to another episode of the Brother Next Door podcast, where we talk about finance, personal development, and skills to get you further in life through actionable steps and sharing our personal experiences. In this episode of the Brother Next Door podcast, we are talking about emotions. Let's get right into it. Yes, sir. All right. With this topic on emotions, we're going to dive into how emotions play in our everyday lives. So... How would you say emotions have played in your everyday life control? It used to affect everything about my day. And I think it affects most aspects of a lot of other people's day. But me specifically, now is not a big deal. I'm able to use my discipline to overcome how I feel about certain things. So as when it pertains to my schedule or different things I have to do throughout the day, my habits... I put my discipline over how I feel about something. So if I know I need to read or I know I want to read a book 10 pages, 50 pages a day, then I know as a disciplined individual, I need to get that done regardless of how tired or how, you know, how I feel at the moment. If I know I need to get that done, it's time to get that done. So ask me that question two, two years ago. I'd be like, uh, I, I let it affect every part of my day. Hmm. But now, because when, when we think emotions, we think of being soft. We think of crying. We think of, you know, we think of all those other, you know, sad emotions. But emotions are being tired, being, you know, not feeling like doing anything, being angry. There's so much more to emotions than just being vulnerable and sad. So uh, to answer your question it doesn't really affect me anymore. It doesn't affect my day-to-day life and me getting through what I need to get through every day. How about yourself? I'd say, like, based on, like, how how I grew up, emotions really weren't as much of a factor for me because it didn't matter how I felt about waking up and going to school. I had to go to school. Or it didn't matter if I wanted that toy I can't have the toy if I if they say I can't have the toy. Yeah. So my emotions were kind of like a little non, a little bit non-existent, but they were taken into consideration when it came to just different things. So like me, them telling me no, you know, still mattered in a way, but I didn't let it dictate my whole life type of thing. Mm-hmm. So growing up, I mean, I don't know how to really explain. It. So growing up, I never really let the emotion take over. I I like thinking logically about all of my situations. So like when it came to, you know, now don't get me wrong. Let me go back. Don't get me wrong. When it came to different things, I still felt, I still felt about stuff. But when it came to like, I'm going to use college for an example, because college was a really big turning point in my life, especially after going from high school into college, because be honest with you, I never thought I was going to go to college. Mm-hmm. I never really thought I was going to get there, but I'm here. Anyways, when I was told that 
I'm not going to make it in college. Yeah. Oh, that flipped the switch. So, like, that emotion of being told, oh, I'm not good enough to be there. Ah, watch this. Yeah. Here we are. Not trying to brag, but I'm just yeah. saying. I'm just not saying. Definitely. And so, it kind of flipped the switch and just turned on my, you know, logical thinking on, is this actually something I can do? And it was. It turned out to be a path that I could actually take and not, you know, try to belittle myself and, you know, go down different paths and stuff like that. <clears throat> I was actually able to go to college. So I thought logically and what I actually needed to do to get there, did those things. Here we are. Lo and behold, we're in college. We're about done with college. Going and getting the math. You know what I'm saying? But so that's besides the point. We proved them wrong. And so even going forward in life, like there's been plenty of other tough situations that I've gone through to where I just had to deal with it. Like, regardless of how I felt about it, I just had to deal with whatever it was. So, like, hey, we getting vulnerable here. We getting real vulnerable. Yeah. But I just had to deal with it. And so, go on about life, not worrying about or not having, not being able to care too much about the situation that I'm put in, but more so on the side of thinking of how I'm going to get out of it. And that's the logical part of it. And so... Even going through life now, like, I would say I'm still on that logical side of things. Like, I don't let my emotions dictate if I'm going to do this or do that for the day. Like, that alongside comes with discipline, but the emotion part is not something that should affect what I had going on type of thing. Now, if I'm sick, hey, you can't really help that. But, you know what I'm saying? So, that's that's how it was for me, you know, growing up. So, yeah. <laughs> no, definitely. It's funny. When I think of emotions, I always think about that scene in Fences with Denzel Washington. Have you seen that? I feel like I've heard of Fences, but I don't know if I've seen it. Got you. It, it, I haven't watched, the funny thing is I haven't even watched the full movie. But that clip, I, I was on YouTube and I stumbled across that clip. And it was just the funniest thing. But he was talking to his son in the uh, backyard. And something happens and he's like, He talks about uh, the difference between, you know, him being a father and his responsibilities and him liking him as his child. And so basically he was like, uh, Denzel asked, you know, why do you feel like you got this roof over your head? Why do you think I feed you every day? And and then the son says, I don't know, because you you like me? (laughs) Denzel said, like you? You think because you have a roof over your head, you think it's because I like you? And he was like, no, it's because it's my responsibility as a father. So no matter how upset he was, you know, or how happy he was about his child, whatever the case may be, Denzel or the character understood that it's his responsibility to take care of his family. Just like how it's your responsibility to take care of all the responsibilities you have around you. And so it's just a short side note, but like y'all, y'all got to go watch that video. Search, just search it up because so I, I just didn't do it justice. <laughs> but search up Fences Denzel Washington uh, like you. I don't have to like you. <laughs> just search up that and you'll completely understand what I'm talking about. But getting back on track with emotions, I'm going to retract what I said earlier 
I think it does affect me more than I portrayed it. Like, but when I was saying that earlier, I was specifically saying when it comes to getting tasks done in my life, I don't let emotions, for the most part, take over. Like, is there some times where I'm just like, okay, I need to take a mental break because it's just, I'm frustrated? Okay, yes. That's emotions. Yes. I let that, you know, dictate. But like, when something needs to get done or something has to get done, I know to put my emotions to the side. So I'm not going to say I don't let emotions affect me completely because it definitely does. And I just wanted to put that out there. No, I agree 100%. Like, even though <clears throat> I don't really let it run my life, if you tell me that I'm ugly, that kind of hit in a place that I don't really go to often, but it hit and it's going to be there. And so, you know, maybe somewhere down the line, you know, if I didn't have a girlfriend, it'd probably hurt even more. But, you yeah. know, that's besides the fact if I was single, it'd be like, dang, maybe, maybe they were right. I am ugly or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, but, Still, my point is, yes, I do still have emotions. I still have feelings about different things. So be nice. No, I'm good. <laughs> be nice. <laughs> no, but hey, it's everybody. We all, we're all human. So that's just how it is. Yeah. Understand. I definitely want to drop a quote on y'all. Understand that a person that can master their emotions can master their life. What does that mean? The example that uh, Glenn just gave. You can't let things outside of your control affect you, right? Like you can't, well, let me rephrase that. You can't let things outside of your control determine how you feel or act. Will some stuff hurt deep down? Yes. Some stuff will, it just hits deep down and there's nothing you can do about it. It's just the way, just the way it happens. But most surface level things, you have to be like, okay, brush it off and keep it pushing. And know the true you. Know who you really are. And keep it pushing. Yeah. I I like that you said that. Because when it comes to life itself, a lot of that stuff is not in your control. Yeah. So I would rather everybody understand and be happy about the things that they can do or they can fix rather than the things that they hope to fix and if it doesn't work out then be sad about it like no you shouldn't be sad that it didn't work out you should be on the move and trying to figure out how to get around it and make it right type Mm -hmm. of thing instead of just being so down on it like it's life it's just how we're gonna have to live like it's full of unexpected stuff out there so you can't really help that things that are not in your control should not be something you really make your feelings big on like yeah you hoped it to happen yeah you would have been stoked for it to happen like here let me be even more vulnerable with y'all like i really really hoped that i would be in grad school right now because i was supposed to be in grad school this summer that did not happen at all yes it was in my control in a certain way but at the end of everything that's just not how life went for me yeah Therefore, I had to just let it go. I can't dwell on the fact that I did not get in. If I was still dwelling on that, what? On the third is the last day to sign up for classes and I'm still down about that? Like, then it would be really bad. Like, I would have missed my chance to even improve my situation and 
get to grad school in the fall, like where I'm actually supposed to get into grad school. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, so understand that things happen. So just don't let it run your life. Like, come on, come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, definitely. And since Glenn's being real, I'm going to be real as well. So as far as me in my situation in college, I got two additional years. So the standard is five years for an engineer, engineering degree, but it's going to take me six. And I'm completely, I've finally come to terms that I'm completely fine with that. Like it was, and it was one class. It was literally calculus one. I had to take that John three times, y'all. Three it's embarrassing, but I had to take it three times over the course of two years because I took it the first time, failed it, took it the second time, failed it. The next semester, I decided I'm not even going to take the class, so I completely missed an opportunity to take it. And then I took it again uh, the fourth or the third time uh, that spring semester. And so understand, y'all, like if I would have let that one class, that one I think it was like four credit class out of the 160, 170 credits I have to get, 170 hours. If I would let that get to me, I probably would have changed majors or done something else. I wouldn't have dropped out, but I definitely would have chose a different route. I even talked to my dad about it. He was like, you, come on now. You serious? Like, <laughs> he was really like downplaying how I felt about it. He was like, boy, if you don't, figure something out and just figure it out. And so that's what I did. And it's funny because I tried to go to business. I literally tried. I was like, uh, can I do business instead? And she was like, um, yeah, you still need Cal 1 though. Like this. That's a different Cal 1. Mother lover. No, it's either Cal 1 or you take uh, whatever y'all's Cal or business equivalent. Cal. Yeah, it's business Cal. So it was, either, it was either or. And so I was like, well, there's no point in switching. So I was like, yes, I could have taken the business calc, but it was just like, either way, I still had to take calculus. So I might as well figure this out and learn it. And so that's what I did. And so I got through it. Now, you know, two years later, I'm here. Most people graduated. And I had a period where I was feeling some type of way. <laughs> we being open. I, I didn't even think we were going to be this open this episode. But like, <laughs> Just being completely honest, I felt some type of way seeing the people I literally went through college with starting to graduate. It's like, I wasn't mad at them, but I was mad at the situation. And so it's just like, I should be there. Like, I should be graduating. I should have an internship. I, you know, like, all these things were going through my head of, I should be where my friends are now. But then, you know, I had to have that realization. I had to change that perspective to that's not my story. That's not meant to be. I had to go through some stuff. That time, that semester I didn't take calculus, that fall, I literally traveled. So I literally went to London. I went to Vegas. I went to Los Angeles. Like I went to all these different places and had a great time and learned a lot. Learned a lot about myself. Learned a lot about traveling with, you know, different groups of people. Like, I learned so much during that time, and I'll never get that, or I ain't going to say I never got that, get that opportunity again. But I will say those were experiences that were needed in order for me to become the person I am today. So everything happens for a reason. Just because 
you're not where your friends are or just because you're not where you think you need to be, that's completely okay. You will eventually, you are, not eventually, you are exactly where you're supposed to be. Eventually, you will get to where you want to be. It's just a matter of time. So don't let emotions, don't let society, don't let social norms determine how you feel about your current situation because in all honesty, in all honesty, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. So that's just that's just my soapbox real quick. I thought <laughs> I'd drop that on y'all, especially for my people out there. Take a little bit longer than expected to graduate. I'm right there with you. Six years to get a bachelor's. It is what it is, but best believe I'm going to get it done. Be real with you. I actually felt the same way. Now, it's on a different spectrum. Yeah. Only because I do, <clears throat> I get my bachelor's in four and then I have to go for an additional just to get my master's. Mm -hmm. They have it as a four, they have it laid out in a four year track. But, and I thought I would do it. I thought I'd be able to do it. And I didn't get a minor just because of it. Mm -hmm. I could have probably minored now that I'm you know here. But still, <clears throat> I could have, or four year track. I see some of my other friends graduating that I was like, man, that's crazy. Like other people in the same major as me doing the same thing as me are graduating now. Yes. And then I was like, that's, I can't think like that because that's just not how it works. Like it's not okay to say that I should be there, but I know that I'm good where I'm at. Like it's okay. It's perfectly fine. There's people way older than us getting yeah. their degree. You know what I'm saying? Like when you get to those upper level courses, you'll see some people that are like 30, 30s, 40, 40s, yep. 50, man, you'll see some stuff. And like, I met somebody in their thirties that I actually worked really close with in one of my classes this last semester. And I did not know that they were that old. Like, yeah. It's crazy. And whenever I found that out, I was like, what? Like, I didn't expect them to be 30. Yeah. Like, it was crazy to me. But still, the important thing in that moment when they told me that and they were being vulnerable about it was that that they were 30 and they were graduating and they were on to continue their life forward. Like, yeah. there was no backtrack. Like, they were really stoked about this actually being their final semester and they're able to move on and go work for somebody and then turn around and go get their CPA. Like, like that was incredible to me. Like you're 30 and you still have this motivation to continue through it. Like they had told me they had planned out that it would be, I don't know, three, three years or something like that. And they'd be done with it. But no, that's not how life ended up for them. So I applaud them for even continuing on. But even for myself, though, I still felt some type of way about other people graduating, and I'm over here having to take an extra year. Yeah. And then I met another friend of mine that's in the same boat as me, though. Yeah. But so then it like kind of canceled itself out. You know what I mean? Yes. And so it's definitely something, but it's not something that I will let affect me to the point to where it's like I can't do it anymore. To where it's very dramatic that it'll change my life completely, type of thing. Like I can't be upset. I can only be happy because my friends graduated college. Yeah. Like 
I'm gonna be there cheering. Like, yeah, I didn't go to the graduation, but hey, bro, I was cheering. I'm gonna be there cheering. So, I was so I was so happy to see oh, all man. of my friends graduate when they were when they planned on graduating because yeah. it's great, and I'm gonna still be there cheering. Yeah, even for you or even for anybody yeah, else I or something. That. That's like, love. we'll still be there going through it together. Yeah. We still got the years together. So definitely, I ain't done. We're gonna be finished at the same time, man. <laughs> We gonna get it done, man. We gonna <laughs> but get it done. that's the size of the point. It's just, man, you, you can't let it affect you that much. And I'm really proud of you. Yeah. I'm glad that you have that realization because we have not had a conversation on this. We haven't. So this is live, y'all. We this. haven't had a conversation on this, and I'm really proud of you that you do have that realization in your head and you're able to continue for it because it is definitely something that a lot of people can do. Yeah. Definitely something a lot of people can't do. I do know of a few people that have dropped out because they couldn't get through it. Like, they yeah. couldn't get through a class. Like, it's definitely something that I've seen before. So, all in all, like, <laughs> yeah, that's what I got. <laughs> no, definitely. I appreciate that. And proud of you as well, man. You, you've definitely come a long way. Uh, it's definitely been a long journey. A lot of fun. A lot of late nights, man. Look. <laughs> Me and Glenn used to be whipping it up in that kitchen, <laughs> cooking some mac and cheese, one o'clock in the morning. Look, it was a good time. It was a good time. Not and the so, macaroni. Not the mac and cheese. Yes, sir. And so all these memories, I'll never, you know, they're valuable. You know what I mean? What's the word I'm looking for? They're, uh, they're uh, priceless. They're priceless. Like, I wouldn't have got these experiences at a community college. Especially the type of person I am, the first two years, I would have gone to class, maybe talk to one or two people, go about my day. Go to like it like I never would have got the immersive experience UNT provided us. Even though sometimes it was annoying, but like the everything that they had going on on campus, every opportunity to meet new people, I wouldn't have got gotten that if it wasn't for me being outgoing, taking my emotions out of it, being nervous, being scared of what people might think and just saying, hey, I need to make some friends because what I thought at first, we're going to be in this for four years. I need, I need to, I need people to talk to. I need people to, you know, I need to make lifelong friendships here. And so now, you know, looking, reflecting back right now, it's just like, I'm glad everything that happened did happen. I'm glad it took me, you know, two, two years, two whole years to finally pass that class. I'm glad I was able to take that semester to only take literally three classes. So I was like nine credit hours to just travel. And that was just basic class. So I literally wasn't advancing at all in anything during that semester. And so, I mean, I was taking, you know, the basics. I was getting those out the way, but like I wasn't taking advanced classes during that time. And so I'm glad that happened. I'm glad we're at this point. I'm glad I'm able to see, you know, people around me graduate. Was it faster than me? Yes. Was it was it a little hit to the chest at first? Yes. But deep down, I'm super grateful. I'm super happy for everybody that I've made connections with and being able to see them graduate. It's just, it's dope. It's awesome. And, uh, you know, definitely want the best. For, I definitely don't want to proud nobody's downfall. I definitely want the best for everybody. But, you know, I've seen, like Glenn said, I've seen it myself. I've seen people drop out after sophomore year, deciding it wasn't for them. I've seen, you know, I had a lady in my uh, previous class last, last semester, no, two semesters ago. She completely changed majors. 
like completely different colleges from engineering because she's, she was going to be in the same boat as me. She was going to have to take five years, but she didn't want to take that amount of time. So she completely changed field. That's completely fine. I still want the best for her. I still want her to succeed. And so, you know, seeing all these people drop and move and change and do all these different things, it's like, bro, you still going. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you still going strong. Like, you, you're doing great. And so, um, definitely, I know this is this is not supposed to be a sad, <laughs> sad episode. It's not supposed to be one of those, but it's definitely a real episode. It's definitely the realest episode we've had. And it's just us being vulnerable, vulnerable us being open about what we're currently going through and what we have gone through. And I hope some of y'all or all of y'all can relate to one aspect of this conversation or another. Yeah, I agree 100%. Like, I really do believe that everything happened for a reason because whenever I came here, I was not trying to be the person I actually turned out to be. And I'm glad I'm the person that I am now today. Because if I wasn't, I don't even know if I'd be here right now doing a podcast type of thing. And I mean, that's kind of not fair to say because you could say that with a lot of different things. But in all honesty, like if Josh would have never, I'm going to just say it. If he had never bothered me as so much as he did, yeah, I probably would have never met you. Exactly. I probably would have never met anybody. Now, granted, I did have my other friends. You know, I met from orientation and everything. And I had Christian and all his friends and stuff. But he is actually the reason why I actually stepped out of my room and actually mingled and talked to other people and stuff like that. Yep. Like, he helped me enjoy my college experience to the fullest. I can say that confidently. Even though he moved after the first year, man, still calls me almost Facts. every day type <laughs> of thing. Hey, Glenn, what you doing? <laughs> but, like, I am you know, forever grateful that I actually met him through a friend. You know, it's crazy. All the relationships that I've met through other people type of thing because, oh man, I wouldn't be the person I am now without those connections and without those people bumping into me and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You know, or something like that. So, you know, for, for sure, like everything happened for a reason and I'm glad that it all happened regardless of me taking that extra year that is actually required for the degree like doesn't matter I'm here and this is just how it is yeah and so yeah (laughs) and I think this is the perfect episode to tell people how we met and it's funny that you say that because like we said before everything happens for a reason if Josh wouldn't have got him out his room to go to that other room I wouldn't have met to right. his room. Exactly. Or yeah, it was his room. I wouldn't have met Josh Orglin. If it wasn't for me being outgoing, well, that first semester, really outgoing, I would have never met. I, I would have met my initial group of friends that I had, but I definitely never would have met Glenn. And so, like, I would just be real. It was, it was like two or three weeks before I had to move in. They have something called First Flight Week at North Texas. I know a lot of colleges probably do something similar. But basically, you're just getting to know the campus. And so two weeks before I had to move in, I was just, like most college kids, you just search up videos about college. <laughs> just like, <laughs> what is college like? How do you, I was how do you doing the same thing. <laughs> and so I found one video, and I only remember this video. 
and they were talking and they had one point or one of the points that really stuck out to me was understand nobody knows who you were in high school. And so, and it was looking back it's terrible, but basically they were just saying you can be whoever you want to be once you step on the college campus. But looking back, looking now is just like don't be fake. Like don't mm-hmm. take that advice, but don't take that advice to the fullest extent. Like don't be somebody you're not. But the way I took it, and the, I'm glad I took it this way, is I'm going to be very outgoing instead of just to myself. Now I ain't gonna lie, that only lasted about a year. <laughs> <laughs> but I I gathered a couple people, I made some friends, and I was like, okay, cool, I'm I'm set with these people. And I never really was as out. I mean, I'm still outgoing, but I'm not as outgoing as I was freshman year. So anyway, let's let's not make this story long. So I I took from that, okay, be outgoing, and that's what I did. That's how I got really good with the group. With my group members, everybody was in a group. Everybody had different things they had to do throughout the day. And so I was in my group. I was being outgoing. I was very talkative, you know, not too talkative, but I was, you know, I was talkative, making friends, doing that. That's how I got the initial group of friends in college. And then one night we were like, let's just walk around. Or no, I gave the idea. Let's just walk around. Let's make more friends. Because that was my mindset of I need more friends. Like, I don't want to be that person that has nobody to hang out with or talk to these next four years. And so that was literally my mindset that first week. And so, like I said, first flight week, I was just going around. And if I heard something, if it sounded like a party, (laughs) I was knocking on the door. (laughs) Best believe. And so that's why I say, like, everything happens for a reason. So if Glenn was in his room not making a single sound... I would have passed right by the door. Never would have met. But miraculously, there was what? Like four, five, six people in that room? Mm -hmm. Including like the four or five people I had with me. And so I, like I said, I knocked. They answered the door. Like, hey, what's good? I don't remember exactly what I said, but like, is this where the party's at? For some (laughs) reason, for whatever reason, they let me in. I don't know why. But they let me in, and we it, we were like nine, ten people deep in one dorm room. And we were just hanging out, talking, vibing. Snapchat was going crazy. And so, like, we were sending each other snaps in the room of each other. I don't know why we were doing that. <laughs> but, like, just creating, like, a dope culture within that room. And, like, everybody was dope. Everybody was vibing, except Josh. Josh was very annoyed. <laughs> You you can tell that. All part. right, now let me give you some more context, but from my perspective. So, granted, he did say if nobody was making a noise, he wouldn't have been in the room or he wouldn't have met that person. He actually walked right past my room, yep, and went on down the hall to where Josh was. And so he in there with Josh. Okay, Josh is not happy. Josh texts me. He's like, bro, all these people. Man. I'm like, what are you talking about? So I go and investigate. Facts. All these people in Latrell are in this room. I'm like, why is all these people in here? And then it's like hot as heck. It's like small space. So, no, that is how me and Latrell met. Yep. So he walked past and then, you know, Josh texted me and I came through. I was like, do, do, do. He opened the door and then I'm like, oh, my God, so many people. Yep. So 
it was crazy. It's crazy that we met that way too, and we're actually still friends, you know, to this day type of thing. Definitely. But it's definitely been a journey. Yeah. It's definitely been a journey. So if you already <laughs> forgot why I told this story, you like, Latrell, what, what was the point of this? The point is so y'all know how we met. Now y'all know. If y'all y'all really rocking with this, y'all 30 minutes deep. Now y'all know how we met. And two, the reason I brought that up was to relate it back to our topic was I didn't let fear, I didn't let anything emotionally get in the way of me meeting new people. Like I said, my goal was to meet as many people as I could, That especially that first week, because everybody didn't know anybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? So especially that first week was, and then we didn't have classes. So was to meet as many people and build as many genuine relationships as I possibly could. So I put... The pride aside, one, not trying to look cool, not trying to be chill, laid back. No, I was like, hey, how are you? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> My name's Latrell. What's your name? Uh, got a Snapchat? Got an Instagram? Let oh, me get geez. that. And so I, I really put myself out there to get to know people. Or, you know, some may say I was vulnerable in getting to know people, but I took advantage of the opportunity where a lot of people had to be vulnerable in order to get out build there. relationships. Exactly. And get out there. So. That's the reason I brought up that story. And then now y'all know. So. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, as you see it, like me and Latrell have been through a lot. And as life goes, nothing is promised. Nothing is set in stone. We are not in control of the future in any sort of way. Like, understand that your emotions are not something that should dictate your life, should take you, you know, should prevent you from achieving greatness should prevent you from living at all like don't let your emotions dictate what you have going on now granted yeah you do you do need some emotion to make decisions like you know somebody that's homeless on the corner asking for some money i'm gonna give them some money Be like hey here's a dollar go get you something to drink or go get them some food and bring it to them or you know something of that nature I'm not saying being cold heart, be cold hearted, but you do understand that not letting your emotions control your everyday life, it'll help you tremendously. Because if you're able to put your emotions to the side in some situations for yourself, then you'll be able to gain, you'll be able to gain strength that you didn't even know you had. It's how I was able to get through all of my tough situations throughout life. Like it's how I was able to get through the situation of my mom being sick and in the hospital. Like mm -hmm. it's how I was able to get to where I am here today. Like it's, it's not fake. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so understanding and having control over these emotions is probably key to being able to get through life. And one book that helped me out a lot was, the subtle art or not giving an F. Ooh. That was a good book, really good <laughs> book. You know, we, but that book definitely opened my eyes to you don't have to care about every last thing in your life. And like, I, I'm not gonna lie, I took that book to the extreme and like started not caring about a lot of stuff. <laughs> and like, it really affected relationships because I started thinking about how I spent my time. Cause that, that was a big factor in that book as well. was like, how are you spending your time? Like, 
Are you really spending your time doing stuff that really matters or really cares in your life? Or are you just, you know, wasting your time on stuff that really doesn't matter? So basically it was just being able to pick your battles strategically throughout life. And so that applies to, like Glenn said, everything in life. Road rage, that's a big one. You never know what somebody has in their car. You never know what they're capable of. So if somebody cuts you off or you cut them off, put your ego aside, put your pride aside, put your emotions aside. My bad, I apologize, and you keep going about your day. Do not get into an ego battle with somebody just because something so small, and you're never going to see that person again. That's the that's the thing, especially on the highway. You're ne They're probably going somewhere, you know, 20, 30 miles from where you are. You're never going to see that person again. So don't get caught up in road rage just because they did something that almost caused the wreck. Or it either did or it didn't. If it didn't, okay, great. Keep it pushing. Don't don't stress about it. But that that's just one example of choosing your battles, choosing what to care about and what not to care about. And so definitely check out that book. Don't look too deep into it like I did. Because then it got to the point to where it was just like, if I'm not having intelligent conversations like I have, like I'm having with Glenn, because I think that's how I got so close with Glenn as a friend was because he was the only one I could have good, intelligent conversations about or with. And so with everybody else, like other, even other coworkers, like two years back, they were talking about, would you rather do this and that? And I just leave. <laughs> it was so like I was a terrible uh I was a terrible not employee, but I was a terrible what's the word? Coworker. I was a terrible coworker. I just dip out when everybody else was hanging out because they were just talking about random stuff. But I didn't realize like that's the that's where you start making connections, that's where you start making friends, that's where you start now you can choose, you know, coworkers can be coworkers, friends can be friends, but like that was an opportunity for me to grow with my coworkers. We didn't necessarily have to become friends afterwards, but we definitely could could have built a big better bond. Or I definitely could have built a better bond with them through those experiences. And so I'm not saying waste all your time playing would you rather games or things that aren't important or things that don't align with what you're doing or what you're working on. But what I am saying is have that balance between what is worth you being emotionally invested into and what isn't. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. That is major stuff, man. And understanding that the control is key. Yeah. The control is key. Like Latrell said, once you're able to hone in the emotion, you can probably do almost anything you want in life. Yeah. So... Yeah. Along with that, I would say the only way me and Latrell were able to even get to this point, though, was because we were able to be self-aware of ourselves. Yeah. Self-awareness played such a big part in understanding, you know, what self-awareness played such a big part in our ability to have these conversations, the ability to just talk to Latrell and have intelligent conversation about anything and everything, how we felt about this without either one of us getting upset about what the other person would say. Like being self-aware made that happen, made 
strong relationships. Like I still have deep relations with everybody I met, regardless of when I met you, regardless of how, you know, extensive the relationship was, like even if it was like five minutes or two two classes. So one semester here, one semester there, I'm still gonna be friends with you. Like yeah. being self-aware and understanding and having the control over my own emotions is what has played a big part in my everyday life. And I think it can do the same to each and every one of you guys. I think it'll definitely boost your morale and your ability to go out and accomplish the things you really want to accomplish. Even if it is, you know, a discipline issue where it's like, oh, I don't feel like doing this. Go do it because, hey, it's going to better you and you know it'll better you. So do understand that. And definitely with self-awareness, you could, once you understand yourself, once you understand what ticks you off, what makes you happy, what makes you sad, whatever, you're able to better manage when those things happen. So I got really big, or not really big, but I dabbled in human psychology throughout the past few years. And once you understand, one, how you, why you do the things you do, and you understand why other people do the things they do, you have a better understanding you you basically just understand that sometimes they're not lashing at lashing out at you because you did something. They're lashing out at you because of something that happened earlier on in their day, and you just happen to be the person in the line of fire that just got it. That just had to take it, right? And so understand once you understand human psychology, it just to me it just makes life and interactions with other people a lot easier. Without even having to go too deep, without even having to buy a whole textbook and read, no, just like a couple videos every once in a while, a couple, you know, articles will be more than enough to get a baseline understanding of why people do different things that they do. And that way, when somebody lashes out at you, it's like, okay, I, I understand. You, you could have, you know, you could take a step back and be like, okay, you're upset about this. You're not necessarily upset at upset at me and so you're able to move a little bit differently in certain situations and so I think self-awareness like Lynn said is very very important not only for your own sake but for other people's sake as well yeah with you moving different like you were saying instead of you lashing out back at them yep. you're able to you know take in what they said and turn it into something better that can actually help them out type exactly. of thing so hey for sure for sure <laughs> Oh, so all in all, when it came when it comes down to what we mean by emotion running your life, it's more to the point to where it's like you are making decisions emotionally and it completely like changing everything in your life. So, for example, I had to deal with the situation of what firm I wanted to decide to go to. And I was having a lot of trouble trying to figure out, you know, if this was the right fit or if this was the right fit. And it would have been very dramatic of me to go based solely off of like social media or things that have happened in the past or, you know, what people are saying about the company right now or those that are leaving saying right now. Now, yeah, that all went into consideration. But if I were to go to a company solely based off of those reasons alone, I feel like that'd be a dramatic move in my opinion, mm -hmm. rather than understanding logically the actual things that matter to me type of thing. So whenever it came down to this firm, 
all in actual, I sat down, did the research, understood what people were saying, but I went into office visits and talking to people that are actually from the firm itself that have been there, you know, 10 plus years type of thing and understanding them rather than, you know, following the publicity and the social media and everything everybody's talking about and understanding this logically that's how I went about it and handled the situation rather than me just solely basing it off of that one thing type of thing. So you've got to think logically about things. And at the very end of everything, at the very end of everything, it came down to the fact of if I actually wanted to be there or not emotionally. That's the crazy part about it because I went through everything logically. Is this a good firm? Do they have great uh, culture? Do they have, you know, a good paying job for me? Do they have good, you know, advancement in the position? I had at least four different offers. And I promise you, everybody said pretty much the same exact thing. <laughs> it, at that point, it depended on where it was at as far as like location, you know, what they had to offer besides, you know, being able to work there and making this much money. And then the people like I called my dad, my stepmom, my mom, like everybody trying to figure out what it is I should be looking for. And there was never a right answer. And everybody told me, well, it sounds like you have enough information to make a decision on things. But, and then everybody was like, it won't, it, nothing is a bad choice. Yeah. So I literally had to just, all right, this one. And it was like, nothing else logically made any type of sense. So it was like, I like these guys, so I'm gonna go here. And that was it. Gotcha. So all in all, instead of me making a very drastic decision on choosing a firm because of, you know, the publicity and everything going on around the firm itself and their history, I chose the route of actually sitting down, researching them, figuring out what they are, what they're about and, you know, all that. And then going and visiting them and understanding them on a personal level. And I thought about all those things logically and then came to a standstill of still having to make the choice on who I like better, yeah. an emotional decision. And that's just what it came down to. So rather than making the emotional decision at the beginning, yeah. make it at the end, figure out everything logically. And if, if logic is not working, all right, then you're going to have to choose based on your emotional decision, in my opinion. Yeah. So... Yeah, that's a bar. Don't let that go over y'all's head. We go, we gonna have to we gonna cap it out right there because <laughs> that was a strong bar, and I think we gave y'all a lot of valuable gems, a lot of knowledge, and a lot of insight on our lives. We definitely got vulnerable. We definitely got real with y'all as far as our current situations while in college, while currently in college. We got real about you know how we handle our emotions, how we what we do to deal with our emotions, as well as gave y'all some tips on how to go about life with emotions, right? And so, y'all, if y'all don't get anything else from this episode, get this. Make logic come first and then follow it with emotions. Logic first, then emotion. Sometimes, it, sometimes it might get flipped. Sometimes you just go based off emotion and it just happens to work out. That's great. But for as for me and Glenn, we're telling y'all 
start with logic first, take care of that, and then go to emotions. I'll say probably slowing down when it comes to making your decisions, probably the best thing. Just be sure to understand and think it through. Common sense might even be an area where it might be the best option. And then if you need to find a hobby to help calm you down within these given situations in order so you can take control of that emotion that's going on within yourself. And then maybe even talk to some mentors or some friends or family and help them or <laughs> help them and get them to help you figure out what it is you really need to you know get through, how to get through it. Maybe even talk to a therapist, like figure out how to understand and how to get through everything. There's more than one way to do it right. Definitely. More than one way to do it right. Study a little bit of psychology. You don't have to get a master's <laughs> in it. Just a video here or there and, you know, a couple articles will be more than enough to get you a lot further when it comes to emotional control. Cool. So that's the episode, y'all. Definitely check out the description. Check out all the stuff we have. For y'all, the quotes we put down there, the links to our social medias will be down there. Ask us questions on social media and tell us what you guys want to hear next. There's also a link at the very end of the description where you're able to donate on a monthly basis. If you truly feel like you're getting value, please check out that link. And with that, y'all take it easy. Peace. Peace.